So. So uh, you get on a website and you have something in mind when you want to get on a website to get to. And good websites, they can already anticipate what it is you want because they're revenue-based. They want to get in your pocket. So it may only take one or two clicks to get what you want, like Amazon. But other websites, you'll click and click and click and click. And after a while, you get frustrated and say, well, I don't think I'm going to stay here anymore, so you get off of it. And I want you to know that God has got a one-click Website. He's going to make it easy for you to get what you need from him. Don't listen to someone else and say it's difficult. Because God has got it designed so that you can get to him and his strength and his power easily. And he doesn't want your money. He really wants more than that. He wants your heart. He wants all of it. And so today is how many clicks does it take to get to the Holy Spirit? Well, you'll hear a lot of teachers tell you that it takes a lot to get to the Holy Spirit. I mean, you've got to really dig deep to get to the Holy Spirit. So here's the funny thing about God. You know, God is three persons. He's God the Father, He's God the Son, and and He's God the Holy Spirit. Now, I've looked at a lot of different ways to try to explain this, and it's always complicated, because how do you wrap your mind around God? So here's just a couple of small examples that don't measure up to who God really is, but I want you to think about an egg. An egg. Now, I'm not going to go with who came first, the chicken or the egg. But I'm going to say, think about an egg. An egg has got a shell. An egg has got a yolk. An egg has got a white. All of them are an egg. They are together in one. When you pull out the egg, you've got all three in one. Or how about water? You know, water as we drink it is a liquid. If you boil it, it's a vapor or a steam. If you freeze it, it's a solid. It contains everything in it that was in it. So this God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is explained and and it's even given an example. Look in in Matthew 3.16. Now here's all three together. I want you to think about this. When Jesus was baptized, he was baptized by John in the Jordan River. Immediately, he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he, Jesus, saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. 
And behold, a voice from the heaven said, This is my beloved son, who I'm well pleased. All three, at one time, in one place, all coming together. I want you to know that you have access to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, um, Jesus was coming out of the water when he saw the Holy Spirit and heard his Father. This same Holy Spirit that I want you to get to know real well, and that I want to help you understand a little bit more today, he was there in the beginning. In Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created them, and the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. See, God created the Spirit that was hovering over the water. And further in Genesis, it says, Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. But how do we get that? How do we get there? Jesus explains it to us. He says this in John 14. And John 14, the book of John is really interesting. John 14 is kind of a encapsulation of the last parts of Jesus' life. And he's, he's talking to his disciples. And here's what he says to them in John 14. If you love me, keep my commands. Now, I'm going to put a pen there because we talked about following all of the law this morning. When the Pharisees ask him, what is the greatest, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He says, everything rests on this. If you love me, keep my commands. And here's what Jesus promises. And I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. The world can't accept him because he neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and he will be in you. The Holy Spirit will be in you. Jesus goes further in John 14. These things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you. But the helper, the same thing that's the advocate, the helper... The Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, he'll teach you all the things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. It goes further in the book of John and says that these are the things that are written down, but these are not everything because everything could not be written down what Jesus said and did. The things that Jesus said and did that are not recorded in the Scripture, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you. It's yours. Jesus has promised it. And he goes further to tell his disciples this. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send him to you. I want you to know, saints, the helper sent by Jesus Christ is coming to you. They didn't understand it. They didn't want him to go, but he said, I've got to go. And he even says further, verily I tell you, whoever believes in me, Jesus, 
God the Son. Whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing. And they'll do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. I know this might be hard to understand. I know this might be difficult to try to put in your mind. You've got God the Father and you've got God the Son. And they're working together saying, I'm going to go to the Father, but I'm going to leave something with you here, the Holy Spirit. And it's going to teach you all things and you're going to have all things. And not only that, you're going to be able to do all things. And Luke, it says this, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power on high. I want you to know that you've been clothed with power on high. Yeah. You, you might be wearing the belt of truth. Or you might have on the breastplate of righteousness. Or you might have the shoes of gospel of peace. You might have the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit of the word of God. God has got some specific clothing he wants you to wear. He's got a specific way he wants you to walk and act, and that's in power in him. Listen to this in Acts. Now, Acts, Acts 1, 4 through 5. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, this is after he had been crucified, he came back. He gave them this command, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift promised by the Father, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, Jesus himself says, is a gift. Do you want that gift? How many clicks is it going to take to get to it? How many clicks does it take to get To the Holy Spirit. If you follow the law, it's going to take the Ten Commandments and 616, 36, over 600 laws that are pharisaical laws that you've got to get. And in James, it says if you mess up in one of them, you mess up in all of them. This morning in Galatians, it says that you really can't get them. And if you're fighting for the law, then Christ came for no, his death was for no reason. So how many clicks does it take to get the Holy Spirit? It starts with obeying Jesus Christ. One click. One click. Jesus says, if you'll obey my commands, one click. See, Jesus says, I'm the way and the truth and the life. Nobody gets to the Father except through me. One click for you. After Jesus was risen, he was with his disciples. And I want you to know this in John 20. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples were glad that they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus breathed on them the Holy Spirit. He had not yet ascended. This Passover to Pentecost, I want you to understand it, that during Passover, Jesus was crucified. And when he was crucified, he came back for 40 days. Pentecost is 50 days, 49, 50 days, seven weeks after Passover. It's also known as a feast of weeks or a feast of first fruits. And he came back 40 days, and then there were those 10 days he wanted them to wait. He said, just hold here. And he says in Acts 2, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, 50 days after Jesus had been crucified, he came back 50 days 
at Pentecost is when the Jews were given the law. It's when Jews brought their offering, their first fruits. This is what happened. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind, Ruach. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to be to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each other and they said to them, They were filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And that day, 3,000 people were saved. God the Father, God the Son, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know that there's, there's a powerful explanation of this in the text in Ephesians 1, 13. And now you Gentiles, those are people that aren't Jews, now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, who he promised long ago. You see, you get the Holy Spirit, whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not. You may be waiting for something else to bring you the Holy Spirit. You may be waiting for something you've got to do to have the Holy Spirit come in you and stay in you. But you get the Holy Spirit at salvation. It's one click. God's not holding back the Holy Spirit for you. Jesus described the Holy Spirit as a gift. It's a gift to you. Now, before he died, I mean, have you ever gotten a gift that you haven't opened? Some of you, yes. Some of you, no. It depends. If you get a gift and you open it and you begin to use that gift, but what if that gift sits on the shelf? What if you as a Christian have a gift, the Holy Spirit, Jesus called it a gift, He said, you obey my words and God will send you a gift, the Holy Spirit. You may not even know that you've got the Holy Spirit residing in you. You may not even know that God wants you. Jesus said, if you do this, believe in me, you'll be doing the things that I did and even greater. Do you want greater? Yeah. It says this in Luke. It says, which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, you'll give him a snake instead. Or if he asks for an egg, you'll give him a scorpion. If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? It's yours. How many clicks get the Holy Spirit? One. And the bottom line is, at salvation... It's not, do you get more of the Holy Spirit? No. You get the Holy Spirit at salvation. Question is, does the Holy Spirit get more of you? Do do you allow the Holy Spirit that's in you that you get at salvation? The Scripture is very clear. You get the Holy Spirit at salvation. It says He comes to you and lives in you. That's the bottom line. And you may not know that, and you may not believe that, but the Scripture is clear on it. 
And, and, you know, why is that important? I'll tell you, the Holy Spirit is a source of power to confront life's challenges and win. Do you have any challenges? Do you want them to win or do you want to win over them? Yeah. You don't have to do it alone and God doesn't want you to do it alone. Paul and Silas, they were in prison. It was midnight. This earthquake came and they were in there singing. The chains broke. They didn't leave prison. The Holy Spirit was there with them during this earthquake. And the jailer that was there, he was afraid that he was going to be punished, potentially killed for all the prisoners escaping him. Paul says, the prisoners have not escaped. We're all right here. The guy couldn't believe it. And so he asked Paul, what do I need to do to live like this? What do I need to do to be saved? And he said this, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved. You and your household. When you do that, you get the Holy Spirit. Are there things that you are struggling with? Things that you can't quite get your fingers around? Things that maybe keep coming back at you? And you really need a helper. You need somebody to help. You want to pick up the phone and call, but they don't answer. It's too late at night. Or you called them again and again and again, and they don't answer because they've heard your story. You've got the gift of the Holy Spirit in you. God deposited in you when you believed in Jesus Christ. So if you're a Christian, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you followed him by believing. You have the Holy Spirit in you. It's like a savings account you didn't know. It's like a gift that you thought you didn't get. The Holy Spirit is a helper who wants to help you through every single part of your life. Or else God would not have deposited the Holy Spirit in you that lives with you. So ask for help. From the helper. Ask for help from the helper. See, the first step is if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you haven't followed his command, if you haven't given over your life to Jesus Christ, you do not have the Holy Spirit. If you do, you get the Holy Spirit then. You don't have to wait. It's one click. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is ours to have. That all we have to do is believe. I thank you, God, right now for those that are right here and those that are listening. They haven't given their life to Christ. That they can get the Holy Spirit and have a helper to help them through everything. Who you can call on any time, night or day. 
I pray for those and those that have given their lives to Christ. I pray for you to realize that the Holy Spirit is within you. You have the Holy Spirit. Call. He will answer. Ask. He will come. And this week, Father, for those that haven't realized that they have the Holy Spirit, that they this week would bring to you their cares and that you would comfort them. I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Go in peace. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Congratulations to you too. God bless you.